Welcome to Conspiracy What. This is a podcast about the weird things in the world, and we definitely have a very strange one for you today. Anyway, we do have a very interesting topic today, continuing with our extravaganza of all the strange people in history. Before we get started, hi, I'm Allie. I'm Cameron. And I'm Sarah. Back Uh, for another one. Yes. (laughs) Um, And we're also back talking about the British monarchy. Oh, yeah, we did. Again. Yeah. But historic. this one is the best. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I guess we should probably say who. It's Queen Elizabeth I. Correct. Queen Liz. It is questionable whether or not she was a queen or a king. Mm. So this is basically one of the longest cons, if this is a true story, that I have ever heard of. Oh, yeah. To be able to stick with such conviction to this lie would have been an enormous undertaking, especially being the most famous person in the world at the time, basically. I mean, yeah. she had places around the world named after her. And this entire area is not who she was. This entire era is called the Elizabethan era. Absolutely. I mean, she changed everything. She changed fashion, politics, religion. There's basically nothing that she hadn't touched or made some sort of impact that we're still seeing today. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I've talked to so many of my friends about this story and nobody seems to know about it. And I, mean, I didn't know about that's it. why I'm glad we're finally talking about it because uh, actually the way that I heard about this was I found a book in the library when I first started working there and was completely blown away because I am a huge Tudor fan. Um, both the era and the TV show, even though the TV show is kind of a guilty pleasure because it's inaccuracies. But beyond that, um, it's a heck of a story. Was this book that you found, was it like a, a just kind of a fiction with this story as its story? Or was it something that was actually written about whether or not she was a man? Like well, it's, it is a fiction story. Okay. But uh, so the book that I am referring to is called The King's Deception by Steve Barry. And it was published in 2013. He writes kind of, uh, it's very similar to the Da Vinci Code or, you know, kind of espionage with a little bit of history thrown in. And the story is all about the political implications of if Queen Elizabeth was actually a man, what modern day implications that would have. And if the entire British monarchy would fall apart, if land would be reacquisition I, I don't know if that's the right word um mm-hmm. but basically you know the british empire they took over the entire world and if it turns out that the legitimacy of the line was disrupted in any way there could be claims to land and the throne and things like oh, that so it would mess everything. it could get really hairy for sure so i recommend if you are interested in this topic and want to hear about the deeper political ramifications this theory could have then check out that book cool and it will be on the goodreads <laughs> yes so you can find it on our goodreads so let's talk about so what are the let's go over the reasons why people think that she is not a she just to kind of before we get into it right so the basis of the story is everybody knows king henry the eighth and how he had six wives and they were either divorced or killed or um one survived him which was nice oh good but they also (laughs) his legacy only provided two daughters which was tragic to him one was mary and she was queen for a good amount of time. She's the one who everyone refers to as Bloody Mary because Mm -hmm. of her strong aversion to Protestants. And then there was Elizabeth, who was not supposed to be queen. She was taken out of the line of succession. And because her mother was Anne Boleyn, who famously had her head cut off. And uh, so the fact that she became queen in the beginning, or just in general, is sort of amazing. When she did become queen, she was a reigning monarch for a while, didn't take a husband, which was kind of strange to begin with. But as the years went by, it became increasingly stressful for the crown to realize, oh my God, we might not have an heir. And she ended up 
going through her entire, she reigned through her entire queendom, which is not a word, without ever marrying and had no heirs. Uh, she never had children. She was known as the Virgin Queen, which is why Virginia is named Virginia. It was named after her. Um, she always wore a high collar, which will be explained later. She wore loads of thick lead makeup. We'll also explain that later. Oh. She nearly died as a young child as the sweating sickness raced across Europe again. Her father, Henry VIII, also asked that she go off to the countryside to avoid the plague, which was a common thing for royalty to do. And by choosing to remain celibate, like I mentioned earlier, that could completely destroy the monarchy because the only purpose of being a monarch, especially a queen, was to have heirs. And she flat refused to do that. And so that's where a lot of the initial theories sort of happened was, well, why doesn't this woman want to have children? Oh, my God, you know, and especially a queen. And who's going to reign after her, which I will get into that later, which I find so fascinating, who she, who she chose to follow her. In okay. Yeah, I didn't monarchy. say anything about that, but... Oh, man. it's Yeah, it's a good story, too. I mean, everything about Elizabeth I is a great story. A lot of people say the current monarch is their favorite. No, they don't know about this Queen Liz. She is so much cooler. I was just trying to figure out who's uh, who took over after Elizabeth II. Ooh, which was who indeed James <laughs> the Sixth, first took over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize he was part of the Guy Fox era of the gunpowder plot. Mm-hmm. That was his. Mm-hmm. There's so much that happened during this time period that I could go, I could talk for hours about the connections between everyone involved in this. It's fascinating. I mean, I could talk about Pocahontas. I could talk about um, Christopher Columbus, which I really don't want to. Uh, It's just, this family is fascinating. Um, So back to Queen Liz the first. Yes. So a book that I purchased online is by a little author. I don't know if anyone has heard of him. It's called, his name is John Stoker. He wrote a, a book called Dracula. Hopefully it will catch on for him someday. It's not looking like it will. But he wrote a book called Famous Imposters. <laughs> yeah. So in 1910, he wrote Famous Imposters. And he basically, it's, if you watch any current TV shows, it's kind of, he was like the lady whistledown of this, this era. He liked to talk about things and people and stir up trouble. And one person he dedicated an entire chapter to is Elizabeth I. And she's actually on the cover of this book that I'm holding up that you guys can't see. But this story is fascinating. That's part of it. We'll get into this story kind of gradually. But he first discovered this theory when he was visiting Bisley. And that's a town in England. He found that during the May Day celebrations... The May Queen was actually a little boy dressed in girls' Elizabethan clothing. Um, And then he learned the story, the local history, and the story of the Bisley Boy. And the Bisley Boy, as the story goes, in 1543, Elizabeth was sent to an English countryside town called Bisley to escape the threat of the plague. And her father, Henry VIII, decided he would come visit his daughter, which was pretty rare. They didn't have a close relationship by any means, mostly because he killed her mother. But yeah, I think this, uh, he this decided part of the story is hilarious because it seems like, of course, right now, <laughs> out of nowhere, he's like, I'm going to come see you. And then conveniently, if this is true, <laughs> this is where all of the right, problems I mean, of all the stem from. <laughs> right. So the theory that Ali's talking about is that the young Elizabeth caught the sweating sickness and died really quickly after she became infected. So her governess, or I don't know, there was a different term for it at the time, but I don't have their names. Wow, sorry. I put them at the bottom, but Lady Ashley, Lady Cat Ashley. They justifiably were horrified that when Henry came to Bisley and found that his daughter had died, uh, you know, if he were willing to kill his wives, who are a few underlings that are not related to him. Um, So the story goes that the people caring for Elizabeth 
just rushed into town and looked high and low for a young girl about that age with flaming red hair. And they found nothing. The only person that they found that looked similar and was of similar age and had red hair was a young boy who actually luckily happened to be one of her playmates. So this little boy would have known kind of the, the customs and the way she spoke and the way she acted and everything. And so they took this young boy and dressed him up as Elizabeth. And according to the stories, when Henry did show up, Elizabeth was coy and was nervous around him, didn't, er, didn't say very much. But again, everyone chalked it up to, oh, he killed your mother, so and you don't have a strong relationship. And you were taken out of the, the line of legitimacy. So, you know, of course, you're not going to want to just run up and give him exactly. a hug. Also, so, point out that, that the kid's name was Neville. Neville. Supposedly. <laughs> yes. Uh, we will never know the true history of that. But then this story, which Bram Stoker kind of dug up, became wildly popular for a while. And in the 19, what was it, 1950s or so... Um, a grave was dug up in the local abbey, not abbey. I saw something that just said it was like 300-ish years later. It was like they did something in like this stone quarry area and they happened to dig up like a coffin in a stone grave. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. So they found this stone coffin and I watched a YouTube video, which, you know, everything you believe online is, is true. Everything you see is true. And what they, they brought in this guy who was an archaeologist, and he said the main spot of concern is that Romans lived in this area at the time, and it was very common to reuse graves, and or not graves, but specifically these stone coffins. So he worried that this body was just placed in there and had been reused from the Roman times. But when he actually took a look at the actual stone coffin, he found that it had holes at the bottom, which about 300 years before Elizabeth and all the way up through to modern times were put in there so that when humans decompose, you know, we love gases and can explode. Yay! Gross back to the day. You're going to explode. So the coffin that she was buried in allegedly had these holes in the bottom. So he determined that it was of the right era and it was not a Roman coffin. And so that was another check in the plausible box, I guess. Um, yeah. Did we mention that this this person was like wearing like really high class mm-hmm. Elizabethan dress and like jewelry and stuff? And so- right. It was not just a standard surf type dress. The only problem is that the vicar said that he reburied the body somewhere. And then when it came time to do modern day testing, oh my gosh, we can't find the body because of course. That was my favorite part where it was just like, yeah, I found this like great thing. (laughs) But I mean, I don't know. I just kind of buried it somewhere else. I don't remember where. Yeah. I don't remember where it was. Not that anybody would want to know. (laughs) Yeah. I found a body that I think was a Tudor monarch, but lost it that's okay yeah (laughs) Yeah. Um, i saw that actually like throughout elizabeth's life she kept close with said governess which was lady cat absolutely and she actually became her her only bed servant if that's the right word Um, Mm -hmm. basically the person that put on her dress and did her makeup and her wigs and all that fun stuff Right. And one of the other people that took care of her was uh, Sir Perry, Sir Thomas Perry, and he became her counselor. So these people that like went with her to this town never left her life. They were always like some of her closest people, which mm-hmm. kind of led a lot of people to believe like they know something. There's like some kind of pact between these people that have been involved, but we don't really know what it is. Well, and it's also said that when Lady Cat died, um, Elizabeth had a very strong reaction to her death and kind of had a panic attack and like a mental breakdown because of it, um, which a lot of people saw as, uh, I guess they knew each other for a long time, but then conspiracy theorists are saying, ha it's because she knew that she was totally screwed and didn't have her, her allies anymore, yeah. which 
would be worth panicking over. But I mean, sure. at that point, really, I mean, your secret kind of dies with her, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if nobody, nobody else knew, then nobody else knows. Yeah. But I mean, then you have to put on your own dresses and your own makeup, which was very impossible back then. And we'll go into more of her, her style and why that would have been so impossible. But um, I I love this part of the story because basically uh, Bram Stoker started this whole thing. He modernized Mm -hmm. it. There were already. Well, yeah, that was already kind of, there were questions (laughs) in the time that she was alive too. It's just, yeah, Yeah, it had sort of been forgotten after her reign because she died. She wasn't unpopular, but she lost a lot of her initial golden age popularity towards the end of her life. And then following her were some ridiculous monarchs. Like don't get me started on the Georges. They were just a mess. (laughs) So (laughs) she sort of, fell out of popularity and then Bram Stoker had to go stir the pot and bring this back to life. Mm-hmm. And then it was sort of, sort of lulled for a while until um, the King's Deception was published and nobody really takes it seriously, but they definitely should. I don't know why this isn't, <laughs> isn't looked into more. It's such a crazy story. I know. I, I really just kind of want somebody to like find some even more like glaring evidence or something. Absolutely. Just- to make it more dramatic (laughs) yeah yeah we need to find those bones in the the vicarage in bisley and see what's what that is one thing i'd like to know where the hell that that coffin went yeah or just the body because the coffin is still there it's sitting in the graveyard it's just empty just oh wait hold up above ground so you're saying that they moved the body correct not the coffin yep that's weird Yeah, the coffin is just sitting kind of at the edge of the graveyard, and it's just a stone box. Yeah, I know, it's right? Vicious. Like, why would you take, why would you take the body out and just bury it somewhere else? It's all very strange. Yeah, um, I have so, theories about that, but. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, basically, I, I feel like this is a theory that like gets a lot of fuel from misogyny, absolutely, because what a lot of people said, like as Cam said. They've been talking about this since she was in power. Uh, Mm -hmm. Basically, she was too good at her job, and she was too good of a person, and she was considered basically like on par with any king. And so people around her were just like, clearly no woman would be successful and like commanding and good at ruling on her own without a man by her side. So Mm -hmm. clearly... She just is a man. Right. That's the logical explanation is (laughs) women can't possibly be strong leaders. And so they have to be a man in drag. Yes, exactly. Because she, she ruled with an iron fist and she, like you said earlier, was like able to restore like political relationships and like trade relationships. And she gave like this wild commanding speech to the Spanish Armada. And Mm -hmm. that was another thing I forgot. I forgot forgot to write down who said like that couldn't have possibly been said by a woman basically mm-hmm. yeah well there was also uh so roger asherman who was her tutor in 1550 which would have been eight years before she took the throne said the uh constitution of her mind is exempt from female weakness and she is endued with a masculine power of application it's just adding fuel to that there's no way a woman could think so much like a man <laughs> mm-hmm let her be good at what she does. <laughs> yeah, seriously, rude. So then I guess we get back to the she never married theory, which today is more acceptable, I think, than any time that I know of to just say, no, nah, I'm not going to get married. Yeah. I don't need to. But back then, especially for the Queen of England, it was impossible. You could not say that you didn't want to have heirs. Um, it wasn't so even like nobody of, wanted to marry her, right? Because there were like right, yeah, there were yeah people that proposed and were like mm-hmm. following her around, and she said no to like everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By I mean, all it accounts, was... she was beautiful and smart, and obviously she was a queen. So why wouldn't you want to marry her? Yeah, and she. I mean, like it was. I mean, to think about how scandalous it would have been then for a queen to not do that is just to think about how it would be now. Because even now, it would not be accepted. 
Like mm-hmm. each member of the royal family has to have a suitor still today. Oh, so yeah. you still have those types of implications for the royal family. But back then it was even more unheard of. I mean, like it was absurd. So Yeah, because it, it was literally life and death for your bloodline. It To not have heirs would mean, could mean the destruction of your kingdom. And at such a turbulent time where battles were being fought during every monarchy to add and decrease borders it was unheard of yeah yeah and so uh a lot of people had their opinions about why she never married some said that it was because her she had terrible parental advice and um putting it lightly (laughs) perceptions yeah by you know the whole my dad killed my mom thing and then after her father died the the queen Jane Seymour took a new husband named Thomas, and he was an absolutely horrendous human being. He had an inappropriate relationship with Elizabeth. And I read many sources that said that it was rumored that he had made unwanted sexual advances and possibly even assaulted her, which makes me glad this guy is dead. So yeah, (laughs) that could have been one reason why she was just completely turned off to the whole wanting to have a husband. But again, back to what Cam was saying, it sort of didn't matter. It was like, suck it up. You had something horrible happen to you. We still needed a queen with a husband. Yeah. Um, another theory is that she carried such a close relationship with a man named Robert Dudley, who was a longtime friend of hers. And the problem was he was married. But that kind of adds to the mystery because he was married to a woman named Amy Ro- Robsart, who mysteriously fell down a flight of stairs and died in 1560. Yeah, I mean, we literally just talked about Princess Diana, so we know that the royal family definitely is not against murdering unwanted spouses. (laughs) Right, right, or children for anybody. Moving on, uh, obviously, since she never had a husband, uh, she never made any heirs, which was the main reason why it was bad that she didn't have a husband. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, you know, that leads to the whole speculation. Well, maybe she couldn't have children mm-hmm. because she didn't have the right organs for it. Um, and mm-hmm. I found a quote from the Count of Spain who said once, if my spies do not lie, which I believe they do not, for a certain reason, which they have recently given me, I understand that she will not bear children. Now, whether that means she just yep. won't or she can't is up to your speculation. <laughs> yeah, I really wish he would have elaborated on that. And I wish that the spies would have broken their protocol and written it down somewhere. Yeah, well, like, like what I they like saw. how he says a certain reason which they have given me, which means they told him why. Mm-hmm. But he's just like, I know, <laughs> but you don't. I know, but I'm not telling you. Yeah, that was, that was a quick um, so little part. Another, tell us about the fashion. The fashion, the most important part of the paintings and the stories about Elizabeth is her exquisite fashion sense. So no one was allowed to see the queen without a wig on. And originally this was thought to be vanity or that she was balding or something that she just didn't want people to see her in a moment of weakness. But she was insistent that she always be seen in a wig. She was also known for wearing enormous intricate ruffs, which were a style popularized in her time and were only available to the wealthy because, first of all, they were incredibly hard to make. They had to be kept starched and looking fantastic. They took a ridiculous amount of pins to hold in place. I read um, in several different articles that she ordered thousands of pins at a time uh, just to hold the ruffs in place. It's absolutely horrifying. Well, and I read recently, I watched a whole documentary about (laughs) ruffs because, you know, I don't have a life. And (laughs) according to these, they're very important things that haven't been worn for hundreds of years. And so these ruffs were often so delicate, they could only be worn once and could take at least four yards of fabric, if not more. Um, They sometimes took metal rods, pieces of whalebone, even planks of wood to hold them up. Um, They inhibited the wearer from eating or drinking so much so that they invented these ridiculously long spoons 
to eat their food with, which is, uh, if you've ever seen the TV show Horrible Histories, they do a whole skit about these long spoons and ruffs. It's fantastic. Um, and only the wealthy could afford the yards of fabric needed to create such a style. So why are we even talking about these ruffs? Who cares about these gloriously decorative pieces or glorious decorative pieces is because they would conveniently hide something on a male anatomy. Yes. Your Adam's apple. Yeah. So if you had an, a protruding Adam's apple, it would do nicely to keep something covering your throat at all times. Although one thing, and I, I don't have it written down here, but I did read a long time ago that Elizabeth was known for walking around the castle just with exposed breasts. So I don't know if that was just a rumor to slut shame her or something. I don't know. But we're getting conflicting stories and I just wanted to yeah, get the facts funny. out there. Maybe that was like a rumor, like like clearly, like obviously she's a woman, guys, because like she's just right. walking around flaunting it, but Yeah. Yeah, just just flaunting the boobs, just hanging out in the <laughs> castle, you know, like a normal person does. But with I guess a rough if you're a monarch, you can do whatever you want. But yeah. <laughs> just a rough <laughs> Oh, great. I'm going to have nightmares. Okay. <laughs> also, another fashion of the time was to have lily white skin, which has been popularized throughout history um, and pretty much in all cultures, that if you have white skin, it means that you don't have to work. You stay inside and do whatever people inside you, you know, needlepoint and God forbid read unless you're a woman. And so she wanted to appear as virginal as possible and angelic. So apparently she would just load up her face with lead makeup. And of course, going, we could go back to saying, this is just vanity. She was just a, a crazy queenzilla and wanted to look perfect at all times. With lead. But really thick lead makeup. Yeah. <laughs> Which was popular for hundreds of years, even though people knew that it was bad for you. But people do stupid stuff in the name of fashion. Um, by the way, just going to throw this out there. Summer's coming. Don't go out and tan, kids. It's bad for you. Wear sunscreen. Um, but don't wear so, lead makeup instead of sunscreen. <laughs> right. Please don't wear lead makeup. We know that that is horrible for you now and actually makes your skin worse. So I don't even know you could find lead makeup anymore. Probably not. I hope not. Um, but really thick lead makeup would cover a five o'clock shadow. If, say, you have a meeting in the middle of the night, God forbid, you don't have time to shave, just slap on that lead makeup. You know what's funny? And <laughs> a lot of those like paintings seem to feature five o'clock shadow. <laughs> right? I know. I there's know. Like some, Everyone needs like to look some at brown around her lips. Do you see those? Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's very very distinct shading that's happening so i don't know uh you trying to tell me something like did you just right, paint right. over her like already wearing white makeup they were just like i know what's under there we're gonna paint mm -hmm. that on yeah we're gonna surreptitiously paint a beard and hope she doesn't kill us over it <laughs> um but yeah so whether it was with her dresses and her fashion or her makeup it was all very strange for the time and Elizabeth is the one that sort of started these bizarre makeup and clothing trends that hung around for quite a while. Um, you could say, so I guess, knows. that all those enormous dresses and high necklines and covering up as much of your body as possible is to hide her very obviously male form. Absolutely. Well, especially because in Tudor times, it was fashionable to have cleavage and to expose a large proportion of your chest. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was kind of seen, that's why in the pictures you might see of her mother, Anne Boleyn, you see a pretty well exposed chest and a lot of jewelry and adornment in that area to bring attention to the neck and the throat and everything, which are supposed to be dainty figures yeah. of a woman, you know, all that kind of stuff. And Elizabeth did everything to hide all of that. So totally dude. <laughs> totally a dude and outside of fashion this is more i guess you'd say social fashion she was into shakespeare yes shakespeare and queen elizabeth the first lived at the same time and she loved him much to the chagrin of the church because all of that was seen as uh the, shakespeare's body humor was just you know pearl clutching for the church just could not handle it 
and like like uh monty python of the time like oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) you don't watch monty python if you're the queen absolutely i mean women can't like monty python no right that's like the whole thing not right yeah i know it's it's clearly above everyone especially the queen um so right so for the queen to like comedy oh god forbid must be a man has because women are humorless uh let's see yes yeah, so we mentioned go ahead oh no go ahead it sounds like you have a better transition than I. Oh, probably not <laughs> uh i was just going to talk about the physicians in her life going back to that she yes. refused to see anyone except for her one physician that she was very close with and at one time she fell severely ill and was confined to her room and refused to see anyone else. And this story is actually interesting. I read something recently that she contracted smallpox and flat refused to believe her, uh, her doctor. And she even called him a fool at one point. And then when she got feeling worse over the following week, they called him back in and he told her again, yes, you definitely have smallpox. And she it's like, fine, but you're still a jerk, basically. Um, and so I guess kind of going back to, sorry, this is tangential, going back to the makeup, some people theorize that the reason she wore so much makeup was not only to cover a five o'clock shadow where she a man, but was also to cover smallpox scars. Because according to some of the, um, the writings of the time I, I found, she was horrified that her skin was no longer pristine and that she would have to live with these scars for the rest of her life. And by all accounts, they weren't that bad. But I guess if we're going back to the theory that she was so vain, that would be hard to live with, to have very visible facial scars. Yeah, well, especially um, as a queen. But yeah, right. was, like that whole story with, the, with her being confined to a room, I guess... I guess these physicians that she was seeing weren't like nearby. And so she was like mm-hmm. constantly being advised to like use somebody closer, like somebody who can get here faster. But she was always like, no, I'll wait like two weeks for them to show up. It's fine. Yeah. And yeah. I'll just almost die. Yeah. <laughs> she just like never like gave any other reason other than like, no, that's fine. I want them. Just call them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, but these these said physicians have also like they'd also been asked a couple of times to confirm that she's a woman and confirm like her ability to carry out her queenly duties, right? So they said yep. like a couple times like yes the queen can have children yes like the queen was not a barren person she was mm-hmm. able to handle this and yes the queen is a woman because she's menstruating like women do mm-hmm. and yet. The, the conspiracy continues. Well, yeah. And this this also played, I think, a significant role around this time because when you're looking at Mary and Elizabeth too, you're talking about like two of the first queens as well, where like solo queens, where you had the bloodline before that was all kings and anyone who was a queen was married to them. And it wasn't necessarily part of the bloodline. And when you're looking at that as well, all of their requirements beforehand had been different because you weren't allowed to be barren and be a queen. It didn't usually go so well for you if that was the mm-hmm. case. But yeah, exactly. So it for a queen to not be able to have kids is even more of a scandal than almost her not getting married or trying to have a kid at all in the first place. It would be an issue, but it would be an issue that I would imagine no one would know how to rectify at the time either, because there is no king to cut off her head. Mm-hmm. So right, right. there's just her, and, and her she won't gone. give you a king to cut off her head, so you can't do anything about it. <laughs> so, yeah, it kind of becomes an issue for that time. Uh, I did want to, this is jumping back real quick, I just thought this was fun, and I just recently found it, but... Uh, one reason why the queen supposedly loved Shakespeare so much was because uh, a lot of people think that she wrote some of Shakespeare's plays, mm-hmm. which right. is a weird, fun mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's Even a more lot. scandalous. A woman as a writer? <laughs> a woman oh, as a no. writer claiming to be a man. Clearly yeah. she was a man. Yeah. Right. <laughs> or maybe Shakespeare was Elizabeth the first. Oh shit! Now we're getting deeper. Oh what? They were the same person. Double then, lives. And then that famous portrait that we have is actually of her, his real face. So mm. 
Yeah. I mean, they both loved wearing ruffs and they both had a serious receding hairline. People claim they yeah. looked alike too. So, yeah. Mm. Well, in the future, when we do our Shakespearean episode, we will have to come back to this. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> or what if it was her illegitimate brother? Oh. And she just wanted to support her brother. Mm. Yeah, that's why she liked Shakespeare. Yeah. Yeah, because it, all of us have siblings that were like, oh, yeah, I'll totally come to your show. Awesome. Yeah, great. I'll come to your poetry reading. <laughs> yeah, great. Do I wear the beret this time or is that too much last time? Yeah. Too many rocks. <laughs> oh, I did want to go back to one horrific thing about how they, about Ali, you were talking about how they wanted to make sure that she was a woman. And I read that every time that she got a suitor from another kingdom or something, she had to go through a physical exam to make sure that she could have children. So can you imagine that everybody who was like a potential partner or something, you'd have to go through a physical exam just to prove that you could bear children? Like, how mortifying. I can't even imagine. I don't blame her for being like, mm, no. <laughs> well, and by the accounts I read, she did go through that process. And the next point I'm going to bring up is all about how she could be both barren and still appear that she would be able to have children physically. So but there's wait, something before called... Before you go yeah. to that... Ooh, okay. Uh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead. Uh, there's the, the refusing an autopsy part. Oh, yeah. Um, after she died, she absolutely, under no circumstances, was going to allow anybody to view her body after death. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. just adding fuel to the fire there. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, I read something that after she died, they actually did do an autopsy on her. And I didn't write it down. I don't think I wrote it down. But the guy who did her autopsy said something really creepy that she had, oh no, what was that? It was something about anatomy. I'll have to look it up and we can post it in the newsletter. But it was just creepy. It was just creepy guys all the way through her life. Yeah, check the newsletter. Um, <laughs> yeah, check the newsletter for creepy guys. So yeah, she definitely did not want an autopsy. But from what I found, they did do an autopsy. Oh. Okay. Well, that's a different story. Yeah. Which is unfortunate and rude. Like you're not supposed to disobey somebody's death wish. I mean, that's a really quick way to get yourself haunted forever. Yeah. Especially by yeah. the queen. Like, Oh yeah. Good luck with that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Good luck with this really tall lead makeup, flaming red hair, it clown chasing you for the rest of time. Like it's now, okay, I, I've decided what my final conclusion theory is, and it's definitely not what I just said. <laughs> okay. Stay tuned. <laughs> stay, tuned, stay tuned for it to get even weirder. Um, so back to the whole, she could have female anatomy and still not be able to have children. Um, there's something called complete and androgen insensitivity syndrome, which means that you are born with both male and female sex organs, which could explain her physical characteristics. So at birth, they will appear to have female organs, although they will not have a uterus or ovaries, and they will have a pair of undescended testicles. Um, the women who have this syndrome are generally taller than average. They are notably intelligent, attractive, practical, slim, active, athletic, and have notably long and beautiful hands. Which so specific. <laughs> is really specific, but this theory in particular describes her in a way that I think fits across the board. Um, as one example in an article I was reading that explained all of this, they found some of her gloves that she would wear for writing. And she had ridiculously long fingers, not necessarily big hands, but she just had long fingers yeah. and was always known for being delicate and thin and, and everything, which um, unlike her father, <laughs> she was just a very attractive, thin person. Yeah, that would be interesting. I wonder, um, we'll have to draw some conclusions when we find the autopsy part. Yes. Yeah. yeah. 
I feel like this and would then, be even more scandalous than just being a man. That like, you have a like, Cam, like you were saying, like just being barren was like almost worse. Mm-hmm. So the fact that she like, if she didn't have a uterus or ovaries, then obviously she couldn't have children. Yeah. But, like, I feel like they wouldn't even know, like they wouldn't know anything about this syndrome. Absolutely. They no, not know and- what to do with this information. <laughs> Right. And from everything that I was reading and watching about this syndrome is that it is completely undetectable until you do some more, you know, like that is one area, I guess, that confuses me that if they did a full inspection, they would notice that she didn't have ovaries. That would pretty much, that would become pretty obvious. What did her, but apparently, did her usual physicians do said exactly right that goes back to the the whole thing here is like they're saying yeah she's good but in reality they're like yeah we won't tell them don't worry (laughs) right right well and to say that she had a romantic relationship with a man uh with robert dudley that he wouldn't have known the difference if they did have a sexual relationship is plausible yeah i don't know about the undescended test yeah you probably wouldn't know i wouldn't know this i don't know depends (laughs) I'm not a scientist. I don't. I don't know how that works. Um, yeah. So is Queen Elizabeth a man? Go first. <laughs> I, I mean, I was going to say first. I think that there's 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 some important questions to ask with those two beyond like everybody just kind of pointing fingers at her and saying you're not getting married and you're not having a child, so obviously you're a man. That would be a hell of a world if we did that today. It'd be weird. But beyond that, uh, there there's a lot of reasons why she wouldn't have wanted to get married too. I think that a lot oh, yeah. of people seem to have like glossed over in all of the things that I've read about it, which like one of them is every marriage she's surrounded by is terrible because her father was King Henry, who mm-hmm. is yeah. famous you for just say King Henry and just leave it at that. Exactly. I mean, like her, her <laughs> own mother was executed for not real reasons, like literally every reason under the sun that he could think of that would get her executed, including witchcraft. So there were there's a myriad of reasons why just marriage alone i would think wouldn't sound great to her including like right after her half sister dies and she takes the throne her what's technically brother-in-law i guess in that way is immediately proposes to her Mm -hmm. philip the second immediately proposes to her which like that's just another marriage like he apparently didn't care at all where she did and it just it's, I think, seeing everything that she's surrounded by, it's not really surprising that she wouldn't want to get married. And then, of course, there's Dudley, who we talked about, whose mm-hmm. wife mysteriously died after falling ill, but it's not how she died, which is right. weird. Yeah. Oh, we never, yeah, we didn't finish talking about that, right? Yeah. So initially, she fell ill and recovered. And then she fell down the stairs and broke her neck, which there are some great paintings. We'll have to add those to the newsletter. Um, they're not graphic. They're very like, huh, I fell down the stairs and look oh beautiful. So uh, yeah, it's I thought you were just like, there's some great paintings, like crime scene paintings. <laughs> just like, like with the crime scene tape, but it was really old school. It was on linen. It was great. It was beautiful. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, and then uh, the tragedy surrounding his wife's death, is that even then Elizabeth would not be able to marry him because that would have ruined her reputation forever. So Dudley remarried, actually, I think it was one of Elizabeth's cousins, I want to say, but married some relation to her. And she basically wanted nothing to do with him after that, which I can explain if you're in love with someone and they marry your cousin, you're going to be pretty upset that you're still stuck being a queen and you can't marry the love of your life. Mm. Um, what I read yeah. is that after after his wife's death, which was odd, and also she was persecuted for that as well for a little while. People believed that she killed his wife. Elizabeth? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, which was kind of a weird thing, but it wasn't ever proven, uh, obviously. But it... <laughs> That, that whole thing is weird because like his wife dies and then it seems like whatever, if they had a romantic relationship, which is still up in the air because she says they didn't, but it seems very mm-hmm. much like they probably did. And uh, immediately after that, what I read is that she's quoted as telling him, like some witness said that she told him just directly no, that she didn't want to get married at that point. Mm. And then she jokingly told him, go marry 
my cousin, which was, uh, oh, what was it? Yeah, I think it was it. Mary, Queen of Scots, right? No, she was dead by that time. No, because she didn't die until, she didn't die until 1587. She didn't die until 27 years later. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Because right. Elizabeth yep. is the one who executes her, which <laughs> yes. is, yep. Yep. yeah, because she kept Mary Queen of Scots only not too long after, like several years later, she'll be imprisoned for the 19 years mm, and then right. she's executed, which is the yep. only uh, regret that Elizabeth ever stated was mm-hmm. actually executing Mary Queen of Scots, which yeah. isn't the most unfair thing since the whole point was Elizabeth had basically a price on her head from Mary Queen of Scots, mm-hmm. who was trying to kill her. But yeah, so what I read is that she just kind of wrote him off afterwards, which may or may not be true. But like, if she also wrote him off, I would also understand that because it'd be a little suspect if he murdered his wife. And also that's something that I think Elizabeth saw enough in her life is a husband mm-hmm. murdering his wives. So maybe not the best option for a man anymore. Like I could see that being the thing as well. Yeah. Um, Oh, I'm just, I'm looking at pictures of his second wife, which I'm sure this is not the right way to pronounce it, but I certainly hope so. Her name was Lettuce. (laughs) Is it Lettuce? It's spelled L-E-T-T-I-C-E. It's it's probably Latisse or something like that, but I'm just going to call her Lettuce. Lettuce is good. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And she, her style, she looks very much like Queen Elizabeth I. So I mean, if he's going to go for a second wife, why not marry someone who looks just like her? Yeah. Creepy. A little creepy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I see something in here under the Dudley stuff. There's some guy named Arthur Dudley who claims he's their son. Yes. Somebody please explain. (laughs) So Arthur Dudley uh, kind of washed up on shore one day. (laughs) And... Literally or figuratively. (laughs) Literally washed up on shore. I think it was part of a shipwreck or something like that. And he was taken into custody because there was constant battles with Spain, as you can imagine. They're always stirring up trouble. And uh, he claims that he was the son of Queen Elizabeth and Robert Dudley and said that he was raised in Worcester. Worcester. I don't know how they pronounce it. I think they pronounce it Worcester. I'm probably butchering that. I have no idea. Um, (laughs) But there were some people that said that actually backed it up and said, yeah, they had a relationship and they spent a lot of time together during this time period. And he gave kind of some compelling evidence. But across the board, from what I'm seeing, historians think that it was completely false that this guy was just trying not to be killed and made Wait, the I'm royalty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The f- right. The I'm totally with- royalty. The funny thing with Arthur is that he he claimed this, and from what I was able to tell when I was looking him up, he is still considered at the moment at least most likely to be Robert's child, mm. but not Elizabeth's, which means who is his mother? Because that's kind of where that gets really weird. But I also wouldn't be surprised to find out that they had a secret child either, mm-hmm. because... It wouldn't like she was very, very big on the fact that she did not want her autopsy public, which is, you know, something that we already discussed. Kind of. She she didn't really want anyone outside of like royalty to understand what was going on. And that could also be that she was afraid someone of someone finding out that she had a child. And then, I mean, that would just make sense, especially with any physician saying she can have children. No one's necessarily lying to the public but it's also a possibility that she did have a child. And I don't know. I mean, it just, it's one of those things that I think she would have had the opportunity to have mm-hmm. a kid secretly, especially because when was, when was the Spanish Armada war? Hmm. Is that our timeline? Uh, it was 1588. So that would have been quite a while after, but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, she had, I think points in her life where she probably could have, had a secret kid yeah well and there are a lot of accounts that she was one of the most traveled monarchs of the time and that was incredibly dangerous for her to to be traveling a lot not only because of the plagues but also the war and the constant threat of assassination but she did leave the court often so it it could have been i don't know it's a pretty interesting theory because no woman can travel on her own and make it back successfully 
<laughs> right, right. <laughs> I mean, no queen could have, though, to be fair. Not in those times. She did. She those were off. dangerous times. So you're saying she's a man. Is that your... No, I'm saying she probably didn't travel alone, <laughs> which... Oh, yeah, I know. There, nobody's going to let her. No royalty. doesn't matter whether or not you're exiled from the royal family or not. You don't get trouble. But not then. Never know. Robin Hood could pop out and have a bad day. <laughs> but, yeah, I think the Arthur thing was a little weird. Uh, I doubt he's probably the son of either of them, to be honest. But mm-hmm. either that or Mr. Dudley was just also well-traveled himself and also had quite a few mistresses, which wouldn't be surprising either. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think it is an interesting enough story too. And it adds a little bit of fun to like, it takes away from the conspiracy of she's a man, but it also adds fun to the fact like, what was she as a person? <laughs> Cause that's, that's kind fun. of what's under question. <laughs> I think that's like the biggest part of this whole conspiracy is it doesn't seem like anyone had a full grip on kind of who she was mostly mm-hmm. maybe because people didn't understand what a strong woman was in that time. So they kind of tried to explain it away in any various way they could. Like, I'm surprised they didn't throw out demon or witch in that, at that point, or maybe someone tried and she had been killed. It wouldn't surprise me, (laughs) but I mean, literally her successor, James, the sixth first, he wrote a book on witchcraft. So like witchcraft was very prevalent in the kingdom around that time. So it's kind of surprising that nobody just straight up said she's a witch. Is he her successor? Yes. Mm -hmm. But it was, never mind. He didn't, (laughs) she did not name him successor. She supposedly, they asked if she wanted him to be the successor and she pointed to her head and made like a crown circle, which Mm -hmm. to them indicated, yes, he was Mary queen of Scots son. And Mm -hmm. that would have made the most sense. It actually would make sense that she wanted him to be the successor, honestly, even though she never like actually verbally said it because she did regret killing Mary in the first place. Uh, how messed up would that be to have someone who killed your mother? You're like, oh, sorry about that. But here's a kingdom. It was that, is that okay? Like, you know. crazy, to like... be fair, Mary started it. Mary started that shit. Oh, I don't know. By I, trying to have I... Elizabeth killed. Did she though? I mean, I think she was surrounded by a lot of shady people and she just wasn't as smart as Elizabeth. That's probably And Elizabeth had a fiery temper, just like her mother. So I don't know. We all make mistakes. We all cut people's heads off. It's okay. You know, mistakes (laughs) happen. So um, I do love this quote uh, where she basically says that she's married to her job. Mm-hmm. That was the only husband she ever took. She said, I have already joined myself in marriage to a husband, namely the King of England or Kingdom of England. Yeah, which is a great, great partner for sure. Lots of tea. Oh, another quote that I really liked from the Queen was, I have the heart of a man, not a woman, and I am not afraid of anything. That's my favorite. I, oh, God. I, I have to imagine that means that somewhere in her quarters, she had the heart of a man in a jar. That's got, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and assume that that's what she meant by that. Okay, fringe theory. There was one man that she ever loved, but he died very young and she was present. So she cut his heart out and kept it. Oh my mm. God. Maybe it was Neville. Maybe the <laughs> whole story Neville. starts with Neville dying, not her. It was her. Neville all along. <laughs> right. We need, that's actually a good point because... What happened to Neville? Did we ever hear his life story or did he just vanish from history? Yeah, he kind of just vanishes. Because this was a real person, supposedly. There's always a truth and a lie, which that truth could be that the story was true of someone dying right around that same point that she supposedly did, but it was actually Neville. Yeah, and Elizabeth was just acting weird around her dad because she literally had a little boy's heart in a jar. (laughs) (laughs) I would probably act weird for my family. Yeah, yeah. Don't hug me too hard. I'll see your dad. Uh, Yeah, I can't hug you right now. uh, uh, (laughs) Neville's heart. (laughs) Poor Neville. That is actually the sweetest story that I've heard out of all of this. So sweetest. Okay, sweetest. Come on, you're 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 in the 1600s. (laughs) We all cut somebody's heart. You're in the 1600s, and your little friend dies. 1500s yeah <laughs> and your little friend dies so you you take his heart and put it in a jar because you know you loved each other it's sweet it's adorable sure. well, it's I adorable really for the 1500s you. <laughs> you don't you don't have email you don't have facebook friends so you, you take can't, somebody's heart <laughs> that was the facebook hearts? friend that was social media at the time like if okay. your friend dies you take their heart if you're allowed 
And maybe that's why she didn't want the autopsy public. She wanted to take it in her heart. How are your friends these days, Cam? Yeah. Do you have any left? How are they holding up? Really glad this is a virtual podcast right now. No kidding. Uh, I'm, I'm happy to be home right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, Listen, I'm saying for the 1500s, guys. It's not the 1500s anymore. It would be weird now. If you were <laughs> oh, okay. Oh. Okay. So it's fine in the 1500s to <laughs> take your. Listen, maybe he didn't have friend. any other keepsakes, and it's weird to keep teeth. <laughs> so there's not a lot of things weird you can keep. keep. Hey, I'm just going to stop digging weird the hole. Teeth, but who, not a. Wow. Who, thinks, who thinks Elizabeth was a man? Who? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just going to say, I, oh, God. I don't. I don't think so. But I do think she was a very interesting woman who blazed her own trail and was so weird that people tried to explain it with, she's a man, but I don't really have, I don't have more to say on that. Um, Other than even Bram Stoker himself, who started this whole thing in the modern era and, you know, wrote a whole story, said, all honor to her, whosoever she may have been, boy or girl, matters not. So even he said, who cares? She was a cool person anyway. Yeah. And I I actually have another quote from him uh, from the book, which this story is, Dracula is much better. This one's not as (laughs) much of a page turner, I will be honest. Um, So he says, it may be taken for granted that in course of time and under the process of purely oral communication, the story told in whispers lost nothing in the way of romance or credibility that flaws or lunacy were made up made good by inquiry and that recollections of overlooked or forgotten facts were recalled or even supplemented by facile invention. But it may also be taken for granted that no statement devoid of a solid foundation could become permanently accepted. There were too many critics around with memories unimpaired by overwork to allow incorrect statements to pass unchallenged. So I think he also finds it an intriguing story and it really makes me want to go to Bisley and see if they still do that May celebration with a boy, which at this point they have, I mean, they have to, you got to keep that tradition alive, right? Yeah, Just to keep real. people guessing and keep the British monarchy a little bit on their toes. I want to see the coffin. Yeah. Oh, there's uh, I think I put a link in here to the video about it. It's pretty boring. I mean, it's, <laughs> It's just a stone box, basically. What if there's secrets? No heart in a jar, huh? No. There's no heart in a jar. That's no. disappointing. I know. Well, I mean, that we found yet. Keep your hope alive, buddy. It's okay. We're going to find it someday. <laughs> We're going to find Neville. Wouldn't it be cool, though? I'm just saying, if they found like some more of her things and there is like a heart preserved in wine, which is turned to vinegar now, and that's just preserved in a jar. And then that's the question of like, maybe, I don't know, maybe there's a note on it. It's like, just, I don't know, Neville's heart. I don't, I, maybe she wasn't poetic. I don't know. She, she wrote stories Neville. for Shakespeare. Maybe. Actually, I wonder if we look through Shakespeare's stories, if there's ever a mention of a heart in a jar. Oh, I bet there is. There's got to be. All right, Shakespeare nerds, let us know. Now, I want to say that, so like, she probably was not a man. However, however, I think I'm going to go ahead and say for my own thoughts that I think there's a good chance Bram Stoker was close. And I think what that celebration could be because it does sound very specific and kind of odd. So what that celebration could be is maybe she got very sick and they did use the boy to impersonate her, but she survived. Interesting. So maybe that's what the celebration is. So she's not a man. Celebrating the survival of Elizabeth. But maybe that's what it was. Maybe he was able to keep King Henry at bay long enough so I that she it. could survive. So they're like, they're celebrating the kid that saved everybody's lives. Yeah, because, so he's like a local hero. Yeah, because she wouldn't have to be dead for King Henry to go ballistic. She'd have to be just oh, sick, yeah. and he would have gone ballistic. So they would have definitely kept that under wraps if she was sick. So I think there's a possibility that maybe that is the truth in that little lie there. I okay. like it. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to stick with. And also, then Neville inevitably... Like he died and then she kept his heart in track. That's my, that's my other part of it. So. I mean, maybe she had to kill him because he knew the secret and he wasn't good at holding secrets. So, you know, and then when she killed Mary Queen of Scots later, it was like another whoopsie to add to my, like add another nickel to the swear jar, except for the, like add another heart to the heart jar. <laughs> <laughs> to the, to the, oops, I killed someone I love jar. 
Maybe yeah. what if Neville survived actually? And what if he grew up like beside her, but that was her actual secret lover where Dudley was the public persona that mm. was kind of like a decoy. And maybe Arthur Dudley was not actually Dudley's child, but Neville's child. Ooh. And he has Neville's heart. You should write a book. <laughs> where is Neville? Okay, web sleuths, we need you to find Neville. Um, we have it's going to be hard thanks to, thanks to recent books with that name in it, but thanks. It would be interesting, like, if he was born to someone that's just, like, some type of, like, peasant type of person, like Neville, and then also to the queen, but because the queen is harder to just walk up and be like, I'm part of the bloodline back then. You can't really do that. Blood was just gross stuff in your body at the time. Didn't hold mm-hmm. anything of importance. But maybe he claimed to be Robert Dudley's kid as well, just to try and stake claim somewhere. Mm. Yeah. Cam's boiling some new theories. Creating a lot of new theories here. <laughs> uh, yeah. I do stick with the fact, though, that I think that the story is true. I think her friend probably did dress up as her at some point to trick King Henry. And then she probably just survived the plague. So... I like it. Sarah, did you already say what you think? No, but I think of all the theories that we have come across so far that this one is the most plausible. I think that there are, there's just a wealth of information here. And even though I don't believe that Elizabeth was a man, there's still so much mystery surrounding her life and death that it's just an intriguing story. I think Mm -hmm. that she was a powerful woman and Easily, I'm leaning more towards that she had this uh, the syndrome, the complete androgen insensitivity syndrome. Yeah, that is and an interesting. Just little wasn't able point. to have kids. Yeah, yeah, and maybe she knew that something was different about her and that she couldn't. I think it was just a perfect storm of bad influences, bad experiences, and why would you want to get married if the possibility is you're going to get your head cut off? Just yeah. Nope, that's a big no for me yeah cool <laughs> well that's queen elizabeth the first mm-hmm. the first also i want to say she's badass because she said no immediately to philip the second who then eventually was going to invade england and he lost so mm-hmm. yeah he lost because of a heavy wind that blew the ships i think north so yeah yeah whoops <laughs> whoops spanish weren't as good as they wrote down but i just think it's yeah, fun I think they would have figured that out by now I just think it's fun for someone to be like, no, you should marry me. And for her to be like, no. And then later on in a war, she wins again. I think that's a fun (laughs) thing. So, yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic. I guess guess we can end on that then. (laughs) Men are dumb, which is why Queen Elizabeth was not a man. Yeah, men are stupid. (laughs) Thank you, Kim. When when is Queen Elizabeth's birthday? When was her birthday? Oh, geez. Is it May? Second. Wait, Elizabeth the first. 7th of September? 7th of September? That should be National Smack-A-Man Day. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Any any other final thoughts here? No. Ooh, I I have one to go in the the petty jar. We're just going to have jars just lined up here. That she roughs, like we were talking about earlier, were really popular. And in all the art that you'll see from this time, they appear white. However, that wasn't the case. They were oftentimes, the starch was oftentimes dyed multiple colors, like green, blue, red, yellow, that kind of thing. And she flat out refused anyone from wearing blue ruffs because of Scotland. It was the color of the Scottish flag. And no, no blue ruffs. Hmm. Petty. Yeah. National hate blue day. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I guess uh, you could do, you could make your rough the color of the Spanish flag and that's no problem. I don't, whatever. Jeez. What did Scotland ever do to you, Mary? Not Mary, Elizabeth. Anywho. Only tried to kill her once. Only once. Just once. But England totally started all of that. I think it's safe to say that England had it coming no matter what happened to them throughout history. Kind of deserved it. Totally. They started everything. Yeah. Yeah, But can we just talk for a second about how incredible it is that such a tiny kingdom took over the entire world like Dude. what is that about aliens <laughs> is it our next mini so just <laughs> the entire united kingdom are aliens yeah it's it's just one big spaceship that's why it's an island and yeah they're well, aliens. And i'm definitely an alien because i am definitely half english 
I am my not. Name is so, oh, it's a very English name. <laughs> I was adopted, so my name doesn't make sense in any regard. So, uh, you know, it's fine. <laughs> oh, but actually, my final, final, final theory is that Queen Elizabeth the first is it, like the it. Yeah, yeah the sense. clown. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can see it. I mean. Just can we hair. get a picture like in the newsletter put them next to each other because it's striking striking the comparison is it girl she was the first it girl and eventually pennywise comes back one day or actually yeah i guess she lived at the same time i was gonna say he comes back to be elizabeth bathory but actually they lived at the same time which is funny yeah they they were trouble those ladies in power those elizabeths in power specifically elizabeth seem to be yeah. trouble yeah, mm-hmm. though only one of them bathed in blood, so. That we know of. That we know of, that's true. That's very mm-hmm. true. All right, I feel like this is a long ending. Thank you all <laughs> for listening. Uh, I just cut that last half hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, let us know what you think about it. Let us know if you think Elizabeth was a dude. Let us know if you think she had Neville's heart in a jar. Um, yeah, let us know about all of it. We're on social media, we're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And we are also on anywhere you can find a podcast. So And also Goodreads. So and you Goodreads. can find the books, books that Sarah has mentioned this episode on our Goodreads. And also all of these lovely paintings and photos and um, our follow-up on the autopsy information in the newsletter. Mm-hmm. So keep an eye out for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can find the newsletter. And by pictures of people falling downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Also that. Yeah. This will be a good one. Keep your eyes peeled. That is the second time we have brought up someone who fell downstairs, I think. Or is it the third? No, it's definitely the second. What was the uh, first? Battle of LA. Guy oh. fell down a set of stairs. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, <Okay>. Yeah. But <laughs> ridiculous, ridiculous Battle of LA. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I am Cameron. And I'm Allie. And I'm Sarah. And for all of our other hosts, because there's so many of them on the show, thank you so much for listening. And please remember to always stay stitious and slap a man September 7th.